0: Listening to Proof Text, a Glossa House podcast by Dr. T. Michael W. Halcomb, Dr. Frederick J. Long, Dr. Mario Melendez, Dr. Jennifer Noonan, and J. M. Smith. Welcome and enjoy. Hey and welcome to Proof Text. This is Dr. Mario, and this is a section that we call What's in the Name. Uh, we've been walking through the different names of Scripture, um, specifically those that books of the Bible have been named after. And so we did Ezekiel last week. Now we're going into another one of my favorite books to study, and that is Daniel. Daniel, yes, the one in the lion's den. And of course, Daniel's book is named after the prophet and the story of the book. Um, So let's walk through the three things that we do normally in regards to what's in the name. We look at the etymology of the name. We look at how it is apropos for their story. And then we consider it theologically for those of us Um, Christians that read it backward and read it into the biblical theological story of the people of God. Let's go to the etymology. Number one, the story of Daniel um, really makes sense whenever you understand that his name is God is my judge. God is my judge. And so we see uh, as the case with many of the names in the Bible, especially Hebrew names, that they're conjoined words together to make a name. Daniel's name is two different words, and that is Dean and then L. But in particular, Dini L. God is my judge. Dan um, is a name that you might know, D A N. Um, that's an Americanized version or Ang- Anglicanized version of Dean, which is to judge. So Daniel's name is Daniel. That is, God is my judge. And, and I was telling my students this morning in uh, Old Testament class that whenever we consider the story of Daniel in the light of his name, it's kind of sort of like imagine a court situation where somebody's being judged and the judge says, "Sir, I find you guilty of fill in the blank," and then Daniel replies and says, "Well, I don't care because you're not my judge." Um, that's actually quite apropos and a good little uh, story to stick within the book of Daniel. Because now let's move into the second part, and that's the story of Daniel. How is his name fitting to his story, and how does it help us understand his story? Well, uh, we see through the book of Daniel, numerous people get judged, but in particular to the uh, prophet Daniel himself. He's first judged by people, then he's judged by the king, and then he's judged by lions, um, you thought that being judged was bad. Uh, you weren't judged by a den of lions with whom God closes the mouth of. And so uh, constantly he's being judged. Constantly we could even say the other fellows that are within the story, Shark, Meshach, and Abednego, or as VeggieTales calls them, Rakshak and Benny. Um, these three, and many more that we know of through both the book of Daniel and Ezekiel and other texts, that they were judged by God while living in the diaspora, in the uh, uh, exile of Babylon and Persia. Constantly, those that were outside of the people of God wanted to judge the people of God. And rightly, the prophet Daniel says, you're not my judge. God is my judge. And so if God is our judge, what does this mean? Well, it means in the case of Daniel that, yeah, Daniel's judged by people, the king and lions, But we also have several stories where God ends up judging the kings that are noted in the text. Daniel 4 and 5, uh, we see stories of the Babylonian king being judged there. Uh, That's Nebuchadnezzar. Um, And then later you could go on to Daniel 7. um, And that's where we end up seeing another king being judged by God. So God is not only Daniel's judge and the Israelites' judge, But he's also the judge of those that are on the throne. For we know through the prophetic voice that uh, God places kings on their seats and removes them from the seats. Daniel 7.10, the verse that I'm looking here on my screen and reading, it says, A stream of fire came out from before him, and a uh, a thousand thousand served him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him in the court and sat in judgment as the books were being opened, well, how did that turn out? Well, Daniel 7:22, the Ancient of Days came and judgment was given for the saints of the Most High. And the time came ultimately when the saints possessed the kingdom. So, not only do we see the righteous being judged in this text, but we can read into the text of the end times as well as into the text of Nebuchadnezzar in his time that God would judge these people as well. The result therein is that God judges and the righteous are made to prosper. The righteous are made to prosper. So let's bring this to our third point. What does this mean for us in our lives? Well, several places I want to go to talk about this in regards to judgment. Number one, what I rather like um, a text that I think might have been in the minds of Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the other exiles? is that God doesn't uh, judge like everybody else does. Uh, A great story place to go might be 1 Samuel 16. Uh, The prophet Samuel, of course, is over at the house of Jesse. He's looking for um, the next king, who ultimately we know is David. And Yahweh tells the prophet Samuel, Hey, listen, uh, the Lord doesn't see the way things that you see them. Rather, uh, people judge on the outward appearance, but Yahweh judges by the heart. And within that, we get that dean name, that dean uh, verb of judge, and God judges not by how we look, but rather by our character. And in the instance of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel, Ezekiel, the lot, uh, we could go with uh, uh, Esther and her uncle Mordecai later, they maintain a righteous spirit within them because they know that God is their ultimate judge. Likewise, we could grab this and bring it and drop it, concept-wise, into the life of the believers of the New Testament. Matthew 10, 28. Uh, Speaking there, Jesus says to the disciples, Hey, don't fear those that can uh, kill the body, but rather fear Him who can destroy both the body and the soul in hell. So if we're talking about ultimate judge, hey, listen, yeah, man might judge us. um, Even if you get uh, judged wrongly, and I... Uh, think of our friends and uh, many that have gone on before us that were judged by wrong, evil courts because they were anti Christian. Uh, don't fear them. Fear the Lord because the Lord not only can take control of the body, but also the spirit. Likewise, if we go over to 1 Peter chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2, uh, 21 through 23, Peter says this for to the For to this you were called because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow in his steps. He who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, who when he was reviled did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but he committed himself to him who judges righteously. Or we might even say who judges righteousness. If there was any time that, somebody had the right or the power, if we wanted to put it that way, to respond to being judged by humans and human kings. It was Jesus, the the second part of the Trinity, the actuator of creation, the most high powerful one, right? But he doesn't respond in that way. Instead, he reacts in a way that is honorable because he recognizes that God is the final judge of all. Revelation 6, 9 through 11 is a Final good reminder in regards to Daniel's name and the life of the believer. God judges all of humanity, okay? And God promises uh, stern judgment to those who oppress His people and oppose His people. It might be another way we could render the Greek there. But what we can say is that vengeance is the Lord's. And that is said in many places through Scripture. Why? Because He is our judge, This is so much deeper than just thinking, oh, his name's Daniel. Um, He didn't fear praying by the window because he didn't fear the den of lions. Now, if it was you and me, um, we probably would need new clothing, new underwear in particular, if we were thrown into a lion's den. But Daniel recognized God is his ultimate judge. May we find the strength and knowledge in Daniel's name as we read his story and read his story name through the rest of biblical theology of the text. Know this, the Lord is our judge, not man. Why should we fear? We should believe in Christ and trust that he has us in his grand plan. So go read the story of Daniel and reconsider it in light of his name and uh, shoot us an email or something like that and let us know, hey, I really like uh, how that helped me understand Daniel because I really understood the book of Daniel once I got his name. We'll see you in the next episode next week. Bye-bye now. Interested in growing your ancient language skills but not sure where to start? Glosahouse can help. From illustrated readers and short stories to lexicons and grammars, Glosahouse offers a variety of resources for beginning, intermediate, and experienced ancient language learners. Head to glosahouse.com today. Glose House, language resources for the global community.